Welcome to another episode of I Call Next, everyone. It's a uh, heat of the moment as the NBA playoffs are finally getting into the conference finals. NFL has kicked off. We've got a lot going on. Pete's got a haircut. JK and Gogi are kind of going in the opposite direction. Um, but how's everyone doing? Sports are back in full force. I love it. I'm in a good, good mood. Football. I am absolutely high on life. I have the Washington football team going 1-0. and And my fantasy football leagues, 4-0. and So, boom. Damn, you're having a good good week here. Yeah, man, your boy knows how to draft. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Let's do a quick recap of uh, what's kind of transpired here. Um, the most recent amazing, thrilling news, the L.A. Clippers go down in glorious fashion last night. Um, <laughs> did you guys catch that news? Bro. I haven't stopped grinning from ear to ear. I think I slept grinning. Oh, good. Dude, that's – like, that sucks. Like – they lost in an incredibly shitty fashion. Like, like they did not come out and play well at all. Like, top they deserve to lose. They had three opportunities, and they couldn't do it. They deserve to lose. Dude, agreed. But the Clippers are have to be, like, the, cursed, the most cursed franchise. They've never at made least, it to the conference finals, right? At least in the NBA, if not in sports right now. I saw a crazy stat line. It was like uh, they hadn't been – they were 0-8 record – with a chance to clinch a conference finals appearance, they've been 0-8 yeah. um, when they Doc had an opportunity. Rivers, Doc Rivers also is the only head coach to miss three opportunities being up 3-1 to clinch a series. And he's I love it. Three of them. Okay, hot take on my side. Doc Rivers is an overrated head coach, number one. I don't, think, sure. he's, I don't think he's overrated. He's won a championship. And he, he can, won a championship. I don't know if he's Rated, That's the same like Eric Spolstra won the Heat their championship. He's still also a good coach because he he's still a good coach. He takes teams. to so the what, what would what would you say? What would you say makes him overrated? Because he it's not like he's gone out and said anything or tried to move or do anything. Like he does what he does. No one says he's the best coach, but like, wouldn't you want yeah, the? All right, my my whole thing is people talk about him like he is one of the best coaches, which I don't think he is. Like, he's top five think, coaches in the league right now. Top five coaches in the league right now. I can't even name five head coaches' okay, names. Well, then you can't say someone's overrated. You have no, no idea. Frank Vogel, let's start with that one. <laughs> when he, I'm, I'm kind of with JK and I'm kind of with you guys. When he adopted the big three in Garnett, in Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce, that kind of raised his um, at least reputation in, as far as people know who he was, right? Yeah. I didn't, no one knew Doc Rivers, even though he was a Celtics coach long before those other guys arrived in Boston. Um, so I get what J.K. is saying. He's definitely perceived very highly, but you can't say he's overrated because he's one of a very few coaches currently that has a ring to his name. So um, it goes both ways, but I'm so happy to see him lose. I still have hatred towards him when he was the head coach of the Celtics and they were going against that Kobe Bryant Lakers team. The only thing I can tell you, Arash, is you're off the hook. Our bet is off the hook now, but yeah. would have won that bet. I'm off the hook for actually a lot of, a lot of bets because I was making that same bet with so many different people that the Lakers and Clippers, if they met in the next round, that the Clippers would route them. And honestly, I think that's true. Like, I think the Clippers team was built to combat the um, Lakers, whereas now I think the Lakers have their hands full, man. I don't know if they can so play with this is what I'd say. I, I, I totally would have agreed with you, right? Except for the fact that watching them play Houston, because I honestly thought Houston would have gave them a little run for their money. Um, they're just playing inconsistently consistent, which has kind of been good. They're not playing conventional methods that would, you know, avoid their type of play where they'd be like, all right, they're going to get run out the gym or they suck at defense. But they're playing all this, all these different styles, which has been working for them. That's how they got past Houston. So Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see it, but honestly, I, I have no idea. It would have been a toss-up. I could not even predict it how it would go down. Um, just being watching how everything has been going down in the playoffs. I was a year late or a year early when I said that next year that Denver is going to be really good. I was just a year like I was just a year early. I'm really hoping if there's anything I'm hoping for. Like I know Denver's going to lose. Like they're going to not make it out of the conference. I don't think even if it goes to seven. I hope that Michael Porter Jr. comes out, like, like has his, like, moment. Because I'm really rooting for that guy. I really like really like him. The thing – yeah, I think you're right because um, Jokic is a beast, right? But, like, yeah. he's about to go against some big boys on the Lakers um, as well as 
you know, you've got all these other guys, these defenders that can pick up Jamal Murray on all the screens. The, the greatest thing the Lakers have been doing recently is you see them double or switch and run, run out to the ball in every single direction. So I think it's going to make that, a lot better. I think that Jokic, though, more than Jamal Murray, is going to be a mismatch for AD. Because what you saw last night is Jokic, like, he can do everything. He can do a little bit of everything, right? And I think that – He's nimble with the ball. Yeah, he's a, he's a really talented dude. And I think that he's going to be the nightmare, not as much Jamal Murray. Because you get Ron, playoff Rondo, you know what I mean? He'll do some – I got you. I, I feel you. I think the Lakers are actually going to make it a lot more tough uh, for him, um, just with the big guys that have got JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard. JaVale McGee is not where you start an argument. Huh? JaVale McGee is not where you start an argument. No, I'm saying in general, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just having a big body like versus these other teams don't have the power or the size to slow him down a little bit. He's going to get where he wants. But to throw them off balance a little bit, you got to have these big guys that – I mean, they're, they're not rookies. They've been in the league. They, they know how to play these guys. It's He's going to score, but maybe they'll knock him off his game a little bit. You but, just went in the opposite direction. You just start with AD, not start with JaVale McGee. <laughs> nah, I worked my way up. You're right. I'll say this. The Lakers need to be careful because I bet they gasped a big sigh of relief last night when they saw the Clippers go out. And they need to be careful not to think that they have this in the bag because if you assume – at the onset that, oh, we're golden, we're going to get to the finals, that's when teams get caught off guard, especially – Yeah, the worst team you can play is a team that has nothing to lose and the, they have nothing to lose. Yeah, they. I mean, I think they're on borrowed uh, time. Maybe they don't because they – I mean, rightfully so. They were the true seed. I had, had them out at this point. I think all of us saw the Clippers going to the next honest, round. Right? They came back from two two series is down 3-1. That's unheard of. And if they were playing any other team, that that's not going to happen. If they're they're so good. Lakers, they wouldn't – yeah. This is what I'm going to tell you right now. If the Clippers did beat them, I don't think they had a chance against the Lakers because – They've been struggling. They've been struggling more than they should have been in the playoffs, flat out. And yes, the Lakers have lost their first games in both of their matchups. They've been kind of like I, you know, I said it with the first matchup. Like they ran through Portland. They kind of ran through Houston as well. Um, they took one game in the beginning, but after that, they just kind of got their shit together, and they just kind of went on and did their thing. The Clippers have struggled in both of their series. Like, I don't think that if the Clippers necessarily made it, they would have done anything with it. I, but I would say to that end, the Clippers matchups were harder. Like, Denver is a phenomenally better team in my eyes, even before this, than Houston. Like, Houston playing small ball does not work in the playoffs. It doesn't work. Well, I mean, I agree. Like, that is the advantage of having that one seed. You get to play the lower seed. Yeah. But, no, I think the difference between Houston and Denver in the playoffs is a big difference. Like, I, again, I'm a Houston hater, so I'm not going to. As as was it during the regular season, right? Like Denver earned the true seed. So obviously throughout the season, teams had a more difficult time beating Denver than they did Houston, hence why Houston was a lower seed. The incentive of being the one seed is that hopefully you're going yeah. up against lower seeded, lower quality teams. Yeah. Denver's for real. And um, I think Gogia is right. Um, AD and Jokic is going to be a hard matchup, but I wouldn't discount the Murray matchup because the Clippers had Kawhi opportunity to guard him. They had Pat Beverly, who's always in your face, opportunity to guard him. And PG's not a bad defender. And all three of those opportunities, all three of those players who had time and opportunities to guard Murray couldn't stop him. And as much as playoff Rondo is uh, becoming a thing, I, I wouldn't say he's a better defender than any of those other three options the Clippers had. Not only that, but Arash, you're right, man. Like, Jamal Murray is hitting shots that are just unbelievable shots. They're playing great D, and, like, the only other thing you do is foul him, like, what else can you do? He even last night, like there's like the shot clock was going down three, two. He lost the ball, picked it up, fade away three for the dagger. Like off no, to the right, right. yeah. It was, like, it, they're Steph Curry shots. Like that's what it reminds me of when I see them. It's just fluid motion. Shot. Yeah, they're superstar shots they're, by a young guy. They're two K shots. They're not even Steph Curry. They're just two K shots. Yeah. The stuff I, I, that him and Donovan Mitchell were hitting in the prior series, like I was like, is this sustainable? And he carried over this series, and that's what took him over the hump. Did I, you guys? Go ahead. I just want to say, I want to state it on the record. Who will win this series comes down to Michael Porter Jr. and Kyle Kuzma. Whoever plays better is who wins. That's what How many gonna... games do you guys give? Absolutely that? not. That, that's absolutely not true. It, yeah. It's going to be on AD and LeBron to just blow it up and have their, like, Yeah, 60, but the thing is, you've seen, you've seen days where AD will struggle, 
and then LeBron's still 35 years old. He can't do it himself. Yeah. That, I think that third, it's like, it's like Jokic and Murray. I agree, with what I agree with what logic you're trying to go towards, but it's not going to be Kuzma versus him. It's literally going to be the big two and the other two, and they're just going to have to outscore all four of them. I guess, I guess what I'm saying is it's the, it's the X factor outside of the stars. That's what I meant, yeah. No, I get what you're saying, but I, I honestly think that the stars are going to have majority of it to where if, you know, one or the other outscores the other by six, seven points, it's not going to matter, honestly. I guess we'll see. I'm just hoping for the coming out party of Mike Porter Jr. I'm just really hoping. How many games do you guys give them? The Nuggets? Yeah. I wouldn't pose it like that. I think they have a legitimate shot to win this series. How many games do you think it goes? I, I give them two games. I think the winner will win it in six. Whoever the winner ends games, up being. Lakers, I give them two games, Lakers and six. I think someone Lakers will get the momentum enough where they'll five. finish it. I'm calling it right now. Lakers and five. I'm going to make an Arashtag bet with it. I hope so. Let me know. I'll take that. Ever in three. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I think Um, Lakers in six. uh, Lakers in six too. I think they're too young. I think that Denver's just a little too young, and they're not. They're not ready. They weren't. They weren't too young to take out Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Pat Bev. Yo, but to to that end, right? To that end, PG played. No, agreed. PG is their second best player, right? We all agree he's their second best player. And he played like absolute fucking garbage. Like, well, that's because he is garbage. I mean, that's, you can argue that. I'm not going to fight you on it based on last night. But, like, he played really I watched. Bad. I watched him brick a side three off the backboard. Oh, and yeah. I was like, I'm what the hell is Did that? Did you see Dame's tweet about that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the trolling was on point last I night. I loved it. I loved it. I loved that he was like, yo, Pat Bev, I didn't get my reservation to Cancun yet. You want, you need, you want to come? <laughs> <laughs> oh good man yo uh it's rightfully due though man they were they were heckling and like bitching at him and he's just like yo karma is sweet when served cold yeah before we transition to nfl which is going to take the majority of this episode did you guys real quick catch the eastern conference game one? Oh yes so yo, good let's go fucking jimmy buckets i love it apparently magic johnson says that's the best block he's ever seen by bam in a playoff game Unreal, that, man. that listen there's clutch shooting but that was clutch fucking defense that that ended the game for him. That was beautiful. He did because Jay, uh, what's his face? Jason Tatum. He he was gonna dunk that. He had oh, that. Yeah. He literally swiped that out. No, he he blocked the best player on the other team in the most clutch moment. It's not like he blocked like Ennis Cantor. He blocked the best player on their team in the most clutch moment. Like that's that was honestly more exciting than a buzzer beater in that's my opinion. Statement block. That was, was amazing. Yeah. The yeah. um. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you know what school he went to? Man went to K- Kentucky, right? What school did Jamal Murray go to? Did he go to Kentucky as well? Yeah. Right, let's not forget. You'd, you'd only be asking if they went to Kentucky. Yeah, exactly. Back. Did you hear what uh, the Marcus Smart interview after game one about Jimmy Butler? Did anybody hear this? No. No. I watched the it. legend of Jimmy Butler keeps growing. Marcus Smart said that after the game, Celtics went back to the locker room. Jimmy Butler walked into their locker room. He walked right by Marcus Smart. He walked right brown. Uh, he walked right by Brown, and he went up to Tatum. He tapped Tatum on the leg, and he said, "Lace him up. It's gonna be a long fucking series." And then he just walked right out. So he's trying to pull some Jordan shit, where he's like, "There's Stone a new sheriff in town." And Stone Cold, I love it. Listen, I, you know I was, I was just saying, I was so, I told you guys he's gonna beat fucking Bucks, and now they're going to the fucking final. I don't give a fuck. Let's do this. Who, who, who are you guys calling in this series? Game I, seven. I think this is going to game seven, and I think Celtics pull it out, honestly. I do, too. Nah, man. It's Miami. Miami in seven. I'm telling you, Miami in seven. Miami is good, but the Celtics are just way better. They, nah, just had a, they didn't play a great game, but when, when all three of those guys are going off, it's, it's, it's impossible to win. I just feel like Jimmy Bucket's energy is, like, through the roof, and it's kind of – it's like – it's kind of like embodying the whole Miami Heat right now, you know? Like, yeah, they're just playing off, like, his energy, and I'm loving all of it. And I'm, they're my favorite team right now in the playoffs. Agreed, Sam. I would love to see a Denver-Miami finals right now. I will, I will literally give my toe for a Denver, Denver-Miami finals. Keep, keep your toe. Trust me, yeah. keep your toe. The no, thing about – uh, I was gonna say uh, back to the BAM block and everything. So everything, you know, all all media is going crazy. I don't know if you guys saw someone was hilarious and tweeted like there was a picture of BAM. They're like, 
He looks like if someone was drawing Dwight Howard from memory is what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Because he's got like a goatee. He looks like him, but he looks a little off. They're like It's like if you're drawing him from memory. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see right before that, though, right before Bam's block was Jimmy Butler driving it on Jason Tatum, who's been like yeah. statistically the best, right? Huh? He took it like straight in. So, uh, straight, straight in, in. and J- Jason Tatum has statistically been the best defender of the playoffs and just took it straight to him to put him up too. And, and that's such a big moment. Like there's so much pressure and he like waited too long. Like the shot clock I think was down to like five or something. He was just dribbling it up. I think he shot it at like two. Like, yeah, he yeah. took, he started at five and ended up at two. So much I, pressure. Man. I thought it was over when, you know, Cardiac Kemba hit his signature fucking, fucking mm-hmm. two. And I was like, fuck, this is over. Shit. And then, yeah. Jimmy Bucket said, fuck that. They went back and forth a few times, uh, shot for shot. Um, We mentioned this before, and I'll I'll say it again. The Heat are dangerous because Jimmy doesn't perceive fear. And when you're not afraid to lose, like you just, it does, the moment doesn't phase you, and it phases everyone. Like I get nervous going to like simple things in life, like a job interview. But for Jimmy Butler, he's not afraid. And that must be infectious. And, like, his teammates must, like – He's got I think, that Mamba mentality, right? Like, he's like, honestly kind of does. to lose, yeah, it's, it's insane. You, you are a dangerous team when you're not afraid. Have you seen their interview? They did, like, a GQ interview together. Um, um, Tyler Hero, um, but, uh, Jimmy Butler, and Bam. Mm. They, did like a, they did this thing. You could just tell they had chemistry already, like, off the bat. This is the beginning of the season. So – it's gelling now. It's coming together right now. So yeah, you, if you watch the interview at the end, Jimmy Butler was like, "Bam is the most important player on their team," and I was like, oh, no. "Which is respect for him to say that because he's the most important." He doesn't give young guys credit. Remember what he said about uh, Wiggins and Cat. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So. I look like a fool because when he left to go to Miami of all places, I thought, "What, what an idiot, man! Go like pair up with people. Go to a team that's got a star or two." Um, because everyone else is doing it, and he proved me wrong. Because I thought he was going to go to Miami, and his career was just going to wane down. And here he is in the fine conference finals. Jimmy he went to Miami with a mission yeah. in mind. Jimmy Butler's always been like, "I'm going to do it myself. It's fine." You know why he went to Miami, right? Did we talk about this when he made the decision? Because he wanted to go to South Beach. I don't know. Well, everybody wants to go to South Beach, <laughs> but no, he he said he loved the way that organization treated Dwayne Wade while he was there. And, like, he's friends with Wade. And so, like, he would, like, yeah, he would hear about, like, the loyalty and the treatment and the respect that an organization would give a star. And he said that's the most important thing for me rather than going and pairing up with a Ben Simmons or um, anybody else. So that, that, um, that just adds to the legend of Jimmy Butler. Um, but, all right. Together? They played together, right, in Chicago, right? Uh, they, yeah, they played together. Yeah. <laughs> Well, oh, that was before he got shipped away, right? They sent him back yeah. to Miami. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one final piece before we transition off. So, obviously, I was mentioning how the Lakers took down the Rockets, and big news after that was Mike D'Antoni doesn't want to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's out, yeah. which is, I guess, smart. I don't know. He'd probably yeah. be a. That's the best I news. Um, I feel like it's better it's surprising. What would you say, JK? Uh, personally, I feel like it's better for the Rockets. Like, if they actually yeah. want to drink, they. They need to move on from him. They need to find a coach that can actually get him to the chip. Because obviously with D'Antoni, their team's been regular, se- regular season great, but postseason was like, eh, underwhelming, you know? But that's yeah. also his offensive style, and that's also the way that James Harden plays, where like he's good for a regular season, but it'll never work in the playoffs. Yeah. What's it called? James Harden needs, needs a coach that's going to come and be like, yo, play some fucking defense. And stop being a little bitch. But do you he think needs Jimmy Butler like, to be his life coach. That's what but he do you needs. think at this point he wants that or cares to do that if he's like my I mean, plus minus is just better with my offense anyways. But does he want to win at this point? Yeah. Right? Eventually he has to realize he's getting all these regular season accolades and accomplishments. But if he actually wants postseason victories, um, he needs to self-reflect and realize that. The best teams have – the best teams, the star is a two-way player. Like mm-hmm. look, at, look at the last four teams left. Like – the best – I mean, Denver maybe not as much so, but, like, every other team. So, uh, what's he going to do if Tyron Lue ends up being the dude? <laughs> that would be a mistake. But, honestly, Harden's defense was much better. It's much improved this uh, bubble postseason. It was fine. But then he faded on offense. Do both. Come on. Stop being a little bitch. Show up. 
make me shut up about he's always he's always faded in the playoffs in like big big games but um i was surprised to see his defense i think two games during the series with the game on the line he decided to pass the ball or leave it in westbrook's hands when they're like you're the you're the primary ball scorer you've the one that's been scoring like take the ball and then Mm -hmm. if anything's turnovers every time yeah 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 it's wild i i don't know what I don't know how Jim. I don't know why you would give it to Russell Westbrook in the final minutes because all he knows how to do is throw bricks. That's he had like, eight turnovers that game. They're like, all right, last play of the game, let's leave it in his hands, and he threw the ball away again. <laughs> you're not even a good shooter like that. Like, why does he have the ball in his hands? Like, he's great at getting to the rim, but for a shot, yeah, I would never want him shooting a jump shot. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But now, I, that was the final piece I had for the NBA. A lot, a lot of things went down in the past week or so. Yeah, it's been fun, but football also kicked off, and that was the most fun. Um, a lot of crazy games, a lot of fun, um, fun just, you know, week one is always, you're energetic, you're excited. It was a bit weird not seeing fans in most of the stadiums. Um, JK, which game did you catch? Did you see our Washington football team? Did I catch every possible game that I could catch? Um, obviously, the one that I was paying the most attention to was Washington versus the Eagles. And I was calling this, like, in the very beginning, like, Eagles went up 17 nothing. I was sitting there with my brother, and I was like, oh, last year at this time, we were watching, like, Washington go up on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. They got a little break at the end of the half. And at halftime, I was like, dude, watch this second half. Things are about to pop off. And that's exactly what happened. And, I, like, I've been saying it this whole time. No one wanted to believe me. Everyone was saying, like, hey – these Redskins defensive or these Washington football teams defensive backs are weak. They don't got good corners. Kendall Fuller's out. And I, I keep telling everyone, like, good D-line play makes amazing amazing defensive backs play, right? Yeah. What did we get? We had eight sacks, two interceptions, a couple forced fumbles. Like, what more could you ask for for your defense? And, honestly, the Eagles were just rattled the whole time. Like, in the second half, they couldn't get anything going. I still think Eagles are a garbage team right now. They, <laughs> they, they're they're still getting into it. But uh, you enjoy that high. You ride that high for this week. We'll see what happens in week two. I will admit we had the benefit of going up against a team that was decimated along the offensive line. But that's football. Like you're gonna go against teams that are experiencing injuries, and you got to take advantage. Like that's on you to take advantage if there's an advantage to be taken. Um, and the Redskins did that, our Washington football team. J.K., what did you think of Chase Young right off the bat? Amazing. Dude, they've already upped his odds from plus 5,000 for defensive player of the year to plus 2,000 for defensive player of the year. He so, looked like a real deal. He looked he right off the bat. a real deal, dude. And, and it's not just him. Like, he is making all the players around him better. Like, Sweat was better. Kerrigan was better. Like, Dude. Durant, did you see Duran Payne or Jason Kelsey? Jason Dude. Kelsey's not injured. You saw him get blo- – he's a two-time All-Pro. He oh, yeah. blown was, up by Duran Payne. That was the most impressive. Duran Payne was the most impressive defensive lineman, in my opinion, because dude is eating men. Like, that sounded weird. He's not eating – you know what I mean? Like, like, he's demolishing them. And, like, Kelsey is a good lineman. He's not a shitty lineman. Right. Like, fucking – where was he? He was, he was a child then. It was wild. Here's the one thing I would kind of state about why I feel like this is different than years past. Because, yeah, you guys are right. Like, you know, like, the Eagles were definitely decimated by injuries. But in years past, the Washington Redskins would not take advantage of those situations. Mm-hmm. They would play down to their competition. They exactly. would not make adjustments at halftime, being down 0 17, uh, zero and seventeen, and lose zero to forty five. Seventeen to seven at half, actually. I, I honestly can't wait till like week seven to see how you guys' reactions and what you guys. Let say. us enjoy the moment. Let us enjoy. Yeah. The Let moment. us enjoy the everyone moment. else that's tuned in and going to be watching this episode that is a fan of the NFL. There was plenty of other games that we could talk about. Well, you uh, missed the episode. Another game I kind of wanted to bring up because I caught the very end of it was the Bears and Lions. Oof. And, dude. Heartbreak. Two big, two big things. Two big things from that. Is Mitch Trubisky actually have a chance to sustain being the, the quarterback there? Because he actually did ball mm-hmm. at the end of the game. At the end of the yeah. game. Not in the beginning. Right. And 
the second part, DeAndre Swift dropping that pass. Like, oh, you got to feel for him. Like, the Lions should have been the winners. They should be 1-0. But, like, I'm just like, dude, like, I had him on my – DeAndre Swift on my bench. Oof. And I was just like, damn. Did he play well overall? Huh? No, Did he I, play well? Like, he, I mean, he had, a, he had a running touchdown as well. Hmm. He sniped a touchdown from Adrian Peterson. But you saw who did ball out for Detroit in that game. AP. He had 93 yards, I think. Yeah, I was not expecting that. AP still has a lot in this tank. That was not shocking at all. That, that wasn't. I was, well, I was surprised he got the carries. Like, you have on Johnson, who you invested a second-round pick. You just signed DeAndre Swift, and you're going with this veteran that you signed a week ago? That's impressive. But, I mean, think about that. This is my argument back to you. AP is a Hall of Famer. That showed you he could still do it like last year when given the opportunity. Carry on Johnson sucks. Carry on Johnson sucks. I like Carry on Johnson. I no. liked him last year. Matt Patricia sucks. That's what it is. I like, yeah, I think he sucks. I liked Carry on Johnson when he got drafted. I wanted Washington to draft him instead of Geis, but then Carry on got taken off the board before our pick was up. Um, at what other games did you guys see you that guys, stood out? Did you, guys, did you guys catch the Titans and Broncos game? I if did. You, that was a late Monday night. If you yeah. didn't, let me just tell you that Stephen Guskowski was about to be cut from the freaking league if he didn't make that last game-winning field goal. Bro, he should he missed three up. field goals and an extra point attempt. And I'm like, what is going on? There weren't even, like, anything crazy. Some were chip shots. It's, like, yeah. it's the shooter's mentality, right? Once you start missing, you can't stop missing. And that's, he got into his own head at the end. It was bad. Oh, my like, God. I, I literally thought this guy was about to get whatever. cut dropped if he missed that. <laughs> Jake, you I only that? recognized it as a problem once he missed the extra point. Mm-hmm. He missed the extra point. I was like, holy hell, this guy's in his head. So, yeah. This is what I'll say. First of all, Gaskashi is no new guy, right? He's been in the league forever. We know what he's capable of, what he can do. He's, he's similar to uh, – What? He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, similar to what I'll say is uh, like Mason Crosby, right? Mason Crosby's always been very consistent. I remember there was one game where he went like 0 for 3, 0 for 4, and they're like, shit happens, man. It's just like you, this is just a terrible day for you. Like brush it off. You'll be back next week. Um, but I'm glad that he did hit that last one and bring that uh, – cut that momentum. Yeah, that, that was – yeah, that was, was bad. Um, um, so wait, one more you... game I'll switch over to was the Cowboys. Ugh. Gosh. Bro, oh, yeah. can we just say, can we, I know, I don't know what they're doing with the Oscars this year, but is, um, what's his name getting an Oscar? Um, what the fuck, their corner? The Rams- Jalen Ramsey? Jalen Ramsey, bro. I thought oh. there was a push-off. Barely, man. He, it was like. It wasn't a push-off. So the thing was, like, he was already, like, the arm was already extended, right? So then it was already a flag. If it's already extended, it's already a flag. Did you watch the play or did you not watch the play? Yeah, I watched it. Any Dallas Cowboys. Out of all people, Arash, out of all people, I'd expect you to at least not have hatred towards the Cowboys and be non-biased and know that that call was not. It was not. You expect me not to have hatred towards the Cowboys? You should expect me to that, always have hatred. On that specific play itself, I'm just saying. If it was in your in your turn, I would say I hate the Redskins. But yeah, that was not a that was not a pass interference. It was. Seen, he sold it. He the way he got it is because he sold as it. As well, you should. As well as any smart corner would do if they're smart enough to do it. I've never seen a corner flop like that before. You should watch Patrick Beverly play basketball because he flopped. No, 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 no. Patrick Beverly stopped doing stuff. You should watch James Harden play basketball. Poke, eh, 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 like that. Yeah, that's that's what that shit was. It, I've seen more egregious penalties not get called, so I can understand your frustration there. But it, for, when you look at the the rule in the book, that's a flag. Um, more times than not, they won't call it because it's fourth quarter, it's less than a minute, and they let these guys ball during that little period of time. So um, fair enough, according to the rules, okay, but here's my issue with it. The arm was already out. There's nothing called, and his arm has been out, okay? The, they've both been pulling each other's arms. That arm is fully extended, and then only when he decides to throw his head back, they throw a flag. So that is the part that pissed me off. If he was semi-extended and then put the rest of his arm out, he threw his head, and then they got a flag, fine, so be it. But it, I, I thought it was a terrible call. Um, Regardless, I think the Cowboys still played like ass. Like, that's not the only plays why they lost. 
They also had an opportunity to tie the game on a field goal when they're in the red zone. They decided to go for it, didn't convert. Um, overall, a terrible game by them, but that was just a super controversial call where they made it. Let me, let me ask you this question. Let me ask everybody this question. Starting with JK, go, go, and then I'll end with you. If a wide receiver, right at the snap, his hand is already stand, sticking out, and then you say hike, and then he starts running his route, but this hand is already out, and he's constantly at the same – there's no pass yet. There's no pass at all. The, the play just got snapped. He's keeping his hand separation with the corner. And then 10 seconds later, the pass is thrown, but his arm is still out. This is to your point. You said the arm was already out before the pass was thrown. Is that ever going to be a flag the entire time? That'd be really weird for it to happen. That's it would be really weird. You're slowing yourself think, down. But that's why I'm saying it doesn't matter that his hand was already out five seconds before the pass was out. If you keep your hand out and you're not allowing this corner to play uh, – play the ball close to you, and that's a flag regardless. But it wasn't just a push-off. The, the corner at one point was holding his arm, too. Like, his arm was there, then the arm what was What else can he do? You're, you're keeping your arm out. you got to somehow get around this arm. First of all, fuck this. You're, you're not going to listen to me anyways. Let's just move on. because The Cowboys took two big hits. He lost Van Der Esch. He, uh, he, what was it, his neck or something? He broke his collarbone, and Sean Lee is out as well. Yeah, Sean Lee is out. So those are two big hits for you guys. Um. And for the first time in, I think, forever, the Washington football team is the only team with a win in the Live NFC. It Live it up. Which means it's just like March Madness. Whoever's at top by the end of the season will flip to the bottom. That's my – You missed last week's episode where we predicted the Washington's record. So we agree with you. It will resume <laughs> normal. Hey, who predicted a W, though? I did not. That's I true. I did not either. I did. What did you, what did you guys uh, say would be the records? So me, me and Arash both said six and ten, and um, JK said nine and seven. <laughs> wow! Uh, He's give on me track, five. though. Give me five. He's on track. I'm all on right. track. Go ahead. We're all on track still. <laughs> Technically, just by number. So, but I will say before. The other thing that I wanted to bring up regarding games was Tom Terrific Brady mm-hmm. against the Saints. Highly viewed game. I forgot the TV ratings, but that Saints Buccaneers game was the number one rated game viewership wise. Dude, I called it. I knew the Bucks were going to be ass this year, and I'm still going to say that they're going to be ass this year. Like, I, I don't think, I think it's one game. Like, uh, I I need to see more games to believe that it's just one game. Dude, Tom Brady does not look nice at all. Like, they did play like ass again. J.K. Knowing Tom Brady's history and when he's played like ass and everyone in the media calls him out, what happens afterwards? He bounces back and he freaking kills it. Yeah, Every but single like, time. You're talking about a young Tom Brady. And I'm young? I'm talking about like a year, a couple years ago. Not even that, like and a year and Even half. that, it's a system that he's been in his whole career. Now it's a brand new system. Let's see what he can do with it. Fair he enough. has the weapons. I, I, first of all, I don't like Tom Brady. I, I hated the Patriots, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go total 180 on you on this and say he's going to be fine and they'll turn it up. Guaranteed. I hope so. I have him in my one of my leagues as my quarterback. It's still way too early. As as early as it is to say Washington's going to be great, it's still early to say Tampa Bay won't be great. So we got to wait and see how it shakes out. Uh, Gogia, you were going to say something. I was, but I forgot. Got it. Good. All right. We're going to each go off and say one stud of the week that stood out last week to us. Um, who was a player, either if you had him on fantasy or if you just spotted them um, after the game, who stood out to you, Pete? Josh Jacobs. Um, that was why. Yeah. Yo, he blew up. Uh, three touchdowns, was it? Three yeah. touchdowns. He, hey, Pete, uh, you remember when we were sitting there and you were doing yes. one draft and I was like, go with Josh Jacobs. And he yeah. and you're like, I'm going to go with Mixon. Yeah. <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm one with Mixon or Le'Veon Bell and both were terrible decisions. <laughs> uh, go, go. The one I can think of was, damn it, J.K. told me to take Josh Jacobs. but um, That's going to haunt you all year. Yeah, he was supposed to be that boomer bus guy. I did, I thought he'd do well. I didn't think he'd come out the gates this well, but he, dude, he killed it. Who you got, Gogo? Who stood out? It's not on offense, on defense. Aaron Donald is a fucking man. He's a fucking man. Some of those highlights against the Cowboys no. were ridiculous. He like he this will go into my my loser of the week, where he literally just threw men around like they were nothing. Yeah. We talked about Chase Young and. Um, Deron Payne, Aaron Donald's on another threshold. Like mm-hmm. he does it every single week, all the time. Dude is a stud, and he kept studying, studying. I don't know. Yeah, there was yeah, there was a highlight where he threw Zach Martin and another oh, player God. into each other, yes. and there was another play where he was blitzing and he like picked up Zeke 
and kind of just like spun him. If you haven't seen this, please go YouTube it. It's unbelievable because Zeke's a big running back. He's not one of these small Aaron Jones type of running backs. He's like, like thick, and he just flopped him. It was really low too, so it's it's impressive that he did that. Like it's yeah. On top of that, though, no, watch the Zach Martin one because. Zach Martin's a grown ass offensive lineman. All pro lineman. For another guy. And I was yeah. like, yo, Aaron Donald. Remember all these takes from the losing side of the battle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't worry. Don't worry. There's going to be one. My loser is going to make everyone feel bad. Don't worry. JK, your stud of the week. My stud of the week is actually going to be. I'm, all right. I got a couple studs, but I'm going to go with uh, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Bro, yeah. He showed up. He, like, everyone's been kind of saying, like, yo, he's on the downtrot. Like, dude, he, how many touchdowns did he throw? Three or four? Yeah, he had this one dime to Devontae Adams. Yeah. He just kept throwing. Like, there, there's so many quarterbacks that played excellent, but I don't think any of those quarterbacks are supposedly on the downside of their career, like how uh, Aaron Rodgers was. Yeah, he had a pretty efficient game, 32 for 44, 364 yards and four touchdowns. I wanted to go with Gardner Minshew, but, like, I just felt like – I think you picked the right one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we go to losers of the week for everyone, I'm going to say my quick stud of the week, um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It seems like a lifetime ago now because they played Thursday night, first game, but he was on fire. Jonathan Abrams, safety for the Raiders. Keep that name in mind as the season progresses. This guy's going to be an all-pro one day. He got injured his rookie year last year and missed the entire season, basically. Don't forget about that guy. Okay, losers of the week. Uh, Pete, who do you got that completely stunk, that you were so disappointed in, whether he's on your fantasy team or just in general, you notice that this guy shit the bed? Uh, that's a little tough one, but uh, from my perspective, probably like Le'Veon Bell. Uh, that's the opposite end of what I took. Um, didn't Injured too now, right? He's on IR. They put him on IR for three weeks, um, so I think that was a tough loss. I thought this was the year when he bounces back. He does pretty well, but – he looked kind of mediocre, and then him getting injured, yeah, that was a tough loss. How does how does Adam Gase still have a job? Like, I don't understand. And how does Eric Bellini or whatever, the offensive coordinator of Kansas City, not have a job? That's like You will have one after this year. So there are odds, right, during a regular season of first coach to be fired. Gase yeah. is not even the top one. Um, the top one, I think, was Patricia for the Lions. Oh. Um, but I think Gase is in the top five. Oh, you better be. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, sometimes there are hires, and you're just like, how and why did this team hire this guy? And yeah. Both of those instant – like, I kind of understand the Matt Patricia because, like, yeah. like, everyone always goes after a Patriots coordinator. Mm-hmm. I've never really liked Matt Patricia. Like, I didn't like Josh McDaniels way back in the day. Um, and personally, like – Adam Gase is probably the worst head coach in the league, in my opinion. He just had an offense. He was the head coach of Miami in your conference, and you saw how bad they sucked, and you were like, that's what I want. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Who's your Who's your loser of the week? Mine? Yeah. Every offensive line in the NFC East, all three, all four of them. They all <laughs> fucking suck. Like, let's be really honest. They all fucking suck. Like For the Washington football team, I would absolutely agree with you, even Washington. though they – they salvaged it. They sucked. Did you see the did you see the Giants? Saquon had the fifteen carries for six yards. Sucked. Yeah. I saw Aaron Donald murder somebody on the on the Cowboys line. Yeah, but that's not fair. That's Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah, that's Aaron like, Donald more than line. That the offensive line isn't the best offensive line in the league right now. Like they have been, right? Right. And then then if you look at the Eagles, the, the Washington football team had eight sacks. You suck. That's so, true. Well, they didn't have their whole normal offensive line, but I agree that, thankfully, they did suck. Um, not a all, bad one. All duds. All duds. Who you got, JK? Loser of the week. Um, personally, I wanted to – it's always tough. I, I kind of want to make it DeAndre Swift because he dropped an easy pass. Yeah. Um, but I'm just going to go with, like, literally the whole, like, Browns team – or. The 49ers, actually. I want to go with the 49ers. Mm. Because their defense, particularly, because the Cardinals were putting up points. They, they were <laughs> unstoppable. And the 49ers are supposed to be, like, the best defense in the league. So, I mean, just my hot take, I'm going to put the 49ers D as the dud of the week. Yeah, that's a good call. Because, honestly, they're projected to be a potential Super Bowl contender again. They um, do not look like a 
potential Super Bowl contender right now. No, and they'll get it together, just like we said with the Bucks, just like we said with all these other teams. Week one, everyone's ironing out the kinks, so give them time. You were about to say the Browns, and I completely agree with you. They, for as much as people were talking about them this offseason, again, for looking so good on paper, they completely came out with a dud. Um, they play Thursday night, so they play tomorrow against the um, Bengals, the Ohio versus Ohio matchup. But, um, geez, it looks awful for them. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Yo, yeah, speaking of them, was it um, OBJ? My God, like. <laughs> yeah, a really shitty week, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Awful <laughs> stat line for him. Um, my quick uh, loser of the week is, I guess it's, I'm going to say Saquon. Um, I think someone mentioned it earlier, right? 15 carries for like six yards. Um, they played the Steelers on Monday Night Football, and Big Ben had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley. Which, by the way, speaking of studs of the week, coming back from his elbow injury, keep an eye out for Big Ben. If you don't, if he's available in fantasy, grab that dude because he's going to go off this year. He's got offensive weapons and he's ready. Um, but yeah, Saquon. I mean, that that speaks to their offense. That speaks to their offensive line more than just his physical ability. But big loser of the week because he's probably one of the top two guys taken in everybody's fantasy league this past year or this year. And um, I'm sure that was a huge shot to anybody that had drafted him and was hoping he would go off. Hot take wide receivers that I think are going to be huge this year. Mm-hmm. Number one, I think Juju is going to be one of the top three wide receivers in the league mm-hmm. here, fantasy-wise. And if someone's looking for a guy that they can get for like th- either through trade or if he's somehow still available, Darius Slayton, I think he is actually going to be up for a big year this year. And Looked really good on Monday night. He looked really good, but the, the big thing is Daniel Jones is targeting him. They've been targeting him since last year, and mm-hmm. it looks like he's continuing this year. And personally, like, I, I gut feeling tells me he's going to have over 1,000 yards. It picked up right where they left off last year. Yeah. He's I got was, a cannon. Uh, I was saying to the last point of uh, Ben Roethlisberger, picking him up, hot take, Garden Ministry, we have a better fantasy year than, than Roethlisberger because they're going to be in so much garbage time. He's going to have a better year. It's that it's Blake Bortles year. Remember Blake hey, Bortles? Time, they, they were up. They're up right no, 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 now. No, no, no. But I think zero, bro. No, no, no. I agree. I'm just saying through the season, though. Through the season. We'll flag that. I want to come back and take a look at that. That I, I doubt that becomes the case, but we'll see. Arden Minshew um, will end up being a QB1 in the top 12. Okay. I'm, I'm calling it but You also said better than Big Ben. Flag that, too. I want yeah. to come okay. back. And, Big Ben will not be in the top 12. Flag this whole episode. <laughs> I want to check on that. Uh, someone mentioned Le'Veon Bell being on, uh, getting injured already. We talked about Van Der Esch and Sean Lee. There are other big injuries, right, after this first week. fucking Connor. Sorry, James what? Connor. James Connor fucked me. Fucked me. I won Ava. still, but he fucked me. Michael oh. Thomas. Michael Thomas, Marlon Mack. Um, oh, Marlon Mack, that's right. Michael Thomas, yeah. I think I draft – I always draft all these guys that get injured. I should personally write them a letter when I draft them and be like, you shouldn't play this year. I'm <laughs> sure they get many letters from people like us saying that. Um, yeah, already big injuries. Uh, even before week one started, right, I think uh, it was Mike Evans for the Bucks who was, like, potentially not going to play. Um, out of all those players, it sounds like Michael Thomas is the one that's going to be probably okay. He got his ankle rolled up on, but he didn't go on IR or anything. All these other guys are. You're saying that he could be out for up to six weeks. Jeez, really? But but they're saying he'll come back early. Yeah, they're saying because it's Michael Thomas, he's more likely to come back early. Any standard regular player would be out for six weeks. Jeez. Whoever's got a manual. I'm like, when you think about it, you're like, what do you mean standard player? It's the human body. You can't only heal so fast. (laughs) These guys find a way, man. These guys are freaks, man. No, I get it, but it's mind-blowing, right? Like, it's kind of hilarious in the way they state that. All right. To wrap off the episode, we're going to go through week two matchups. I want everyone to give me their big upset of week two coming up. Um, We got a lot of games. If you guys don't have one off the top of your head, I can start off. But give me one that's an upset. So, like, not one that people can predict or not one that's a safe call. More give than three one. points. More than three points on the spread. That's the kind right. of thing. So, who wants to start off? Does anybody have a good one? Ooh. Um, 
I have two, honestly, that I'm looking at, um, which could go either way. So, obviously, we have a great matchup coming with the Ravens and Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the Texans came off pretty bad, but um, I might call an upset there that Deshaun Watson and them get their stuff together and they, they potentially get an upset there. The second one that I'm looking at, obviously, Cowboys need to bounce back, and they're playing the Falcons. Uh, even though Dallas is favored by four points, I that's going to be a tough one, man. But I don't know. That That's that's a very tough matchup. Matt Ryan and that offense is slated to put up a lot of points this year, too. Yeah. I can see the Cowboys dropping there again if they don't get their stuff together. Let's hope so. What you got, Gogo? No, I was going to say – something but i blanked out again god damn my brain does not work anymore jk upset of the week oh i had mine though <laughs> i'm actually going to go the washington football team over the cardinals Ooh, that's a big one because that like i i saw how the cardinals were and i saw how the washington football team was and i just see some magic with with the football team no nah, man that defense is better than the than the, and, and here's the thing. They're getting better this week because they're getting Kendall Fuller back, right? No, and, no. and by no means does that mean that they can match up with DeAndre Hopkins. I think – I don't think DeAndre will have as big of a game that he had this past week. Mm-hmm. I think the coaching staff knows what they're doing on defense, so they will be able to have a game plan um, based off of the film that they saw in week one. Yo, um, J- JK, you 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 remind me of like of a little kid that's told you know he knows what Santa Claus is, and then when the Redskins take a L, it's like someone telling you that he's not real, and then you're just gonna totally turn 180. <laughs> no, no, dude. Uh, I mean, like I I've been saying this for a while that I definitely do think that this defense is magic. Like, no, if man. anything, they'll cover the spread. They will they will not lose big uh, to the Cardinals. No, I think that, but you're also discounting. I think Arizona's defense is a little bit better than last year. And that means that Dwayne Haskins and company have to score some points. Yeah, no, no, no doubt about that. But I don't know. You've been putting a lot of faith in Kyler Murray, which I personally uh, he, know I'm like, I, I want to see more. I mean, but, one I think, season, man, I think the game. man's solid, dude. You I gave mean, one season, one game, like. I, mean, nah, I, last, I picked him up last year in fantasy too, and he uh, he did pretty all right. But Haskins Don't Baker also, Mayfield in season one, like yeah, but but you're now relying also on Haskins with no weapons versus Kyler Murray with a arsenal full of weapons. In my hey part. man, I just know that I called the Eagles game, and I'm about to call. You know it. what, JK? It's all right. You leave your milk and cookies out this week, and then we'll see what happens. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to agree with Gogo on this, but if JK's proven anything these last couple of months is that he can sense these upsets because he called the Washington against Eagles. Um, what was the other uh, NBA upset that nobody predicted that you came out with? Oh, the Jazz? It I, said, been- I, said Portland, I said Jazz was going to win. They lost. But I did say that I'd go to game seven. I did say Portland would win one game against the Lakers. There's been a few times where you've proven me wrong, and so now I don't dismiss what you say automatically. But I, I think I would agree with you, Rosh, until we come to his personal bias with the Washington football team, and then everything goes out the door. <laughs> well, I, I, I get what Gogo's saying. That Arizona defense is going to be good. And no, and the Eagles are they're they're in the division, right? So like in the division, like. Anything can happen, I, I think. But. You can get lucky, yeah. Yeah, so that is actually the Washington football thing. team has been beat by the Eagles six times. Like, ever since Doug Peterson was their head coach, they have, Redskins have never beaten the Eagles. Mm-hmm. So, and same with Carson Wentz. As Carson Wentz, as their quarterback, he was undefeated against them. Fair enough. I will say one thing. When the NFC East plays amongst themselves, all stats go out the fucking window. I don't believe anything that I see, and every game could go in any way, any which way possible. The top of the NFC East can always beat the lowest team. The lowest team could beat yeah. the top team. It, it, it's, it's just insane when they play in conference. There's no predictions possible. But overall, J.K., good call on the Eagles. But uh, I, I don't know, man. The NFC East is very unpredictable. Well, this is the point. I'll, I'll give another hot take, though. I'm going to uh, give you another hot take. Ray, don't. Let some of us have some, some <laughs> freaking – Upset. You can't take all right, all right. I, I don't want to show you're upset. If you don't call mine, I'm going I'm to call it afterwards. What you got, Gogo? I think the Raiders beat the Saints. Ooh. At, set, Ooh. at six, six points. Yeah, they look good. Huh? With Michael Thomas out? 
Yeah, that, and I think the Raiders are just going to, like, win games here and there. They're not going to be good, but I think they're just going to be – they have speed, all right? They have a lot of speed. That, that's a hotter take than the Redskins or the Washington football team. We got to abbreviate this. The football team beating the Cardinals. You know what? Like, that's a larger stretch. I've gotten to the point where if I slip and say Redskins, you know, I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to try to backtrack. Like, it is what it is. We're doing our best. Um, but that's a big one. To say that the Raiders are going to beat New Orleans, who looked hot. Like, they just beat Tampa, which is a good team. Like, not just offensively. Their defense is solid, too. This and is- they smoked them. I hope you're right, and I hope Henry Ruggs goes off because I've picked him up in every league possible I could. That's fair. I, I don't know. This is the hot take. I don't, I don't know if I, I would – I'm not putting money on this. Don't well, that's what we want. We want hot takes. We want upsets of the week. What, did he call your upset, JK, or you had another one? I got another one. What is it? No, what's yours? Mine is going to be at home, in Miami, against Buffalo, Dolphins, Bills. Josh Allen had a hell of a game. I think he had three passing touchdowns, one or two rushing touchdowns. He went off, or maybe it was two and one, whatever. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick did not play well, and he's already gotten the nod to start again week two. I think Tua comes in at some point during this game, takes over. I think Miami beats the Bills and gives them an upset. Um, I don't know if this game fits the criteria of having the spread, um, but I think I think Miami's going to come out of victory here. JK, before you say yours, uh, Arash, you want a super stretch of an upset? What is it? Our boy Tyrod Taylor taking down the Kansas City Chiefs. No. <laughs> That's no. Not- that's a now you're just saying shit. Now you're just saying shit. I am just saying shit, but oh man, that would be a great moral victory for his career. <laughs> I don't think Tyrod makes it halfway through the season and still remains a starter. I think he's I don't out. Think, I don't think with who's Tyrod. Gonna, did they draft a quarterback? Who, who's yeah, going to start? They got Justin Herbert. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but I honestly, this is my hot take with that. I think that offense, until Justin Herbert takes over, can't score 21 points, 22 points. Maybe I hope they put up 24 next game just to prove you wrong. I, I think they can score 22 points. All right. All right. You that one, that still did not get my next upset. Yeah, what's the mystery one? I'm taking Cam Newton and the Patriots. Going I was going to gonna say that one. I was going to say that one. They are going to go into Seattle. and they're That's gonna only win. a four point. That's only a four, four point, three and a half point. Yeah. It's they're the criteria. Yeah. Barely, barely. That's not as hot of that's not that hot of a take. That'd be a good one though. Is it at Seattle? It's at Seattle. At Seattle. That's even bigger then, yeah. That increases the gravity. I mean I'm gonna take the Texans because they're they're like Ravens are favored by seven. Um, but I mean (laughs) Lamar uh, Lamar Jackson has not slowed down. He's crazy, man. Is anybody willing to take the Jags over the Titans? It's plus nine. A garbage game. Yeah. Okay, wait, Panthers over the, the – I consider Bucks. that. Yeah, I consider I that. It's the biggest spread. I think the Bucks are going to figure it out. Um, but, all right, this will be a segment that we do every week, um, talking about our studs of the week, losers of the week, and then we'll predict an upset of the week for the following week coming up. Um, we'll obviously keep on top of NBA as that progresses. We now have our final four teams. Um, Eastern Conference has already kicked off. Western Conference game one is not until Friday. We got to wait, like, I guess they're giving the Nuggets a little bit of a break, which is cool. Um, But will Eastern Conference Game 2 already have been played before Game 1? Is Game 2 tomorrow? Yep. Damn, so they're going to be already two games in before uh, Western Conference has their first game. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be – this is the time, man. They got basketball full going, football's kicking off, um, baseball, and that's one today, but they're, like, the – one of the worst three teams in the league right now. Three sport going full force. Love it. Yeah. The um, Barry Trotts and the Islanders survived elimination. If you guys are still following NHL, they're playing against the Lightning. They're still down 3-2, but a chance to go back to the Cup would be awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for Barry. Um, Caps oh, hired their new head coach. Yep. So a lot going on in the sports world. It's fun. Um, if there's nothing else, boys, we'll see you on the next side. Next episode? Next episode. Next episode. Next episode. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Please give us a like. Shoot us a share. Let us donate some money to us. And we'll see you next week. Venmo me. Venmo me. (laughs) Peace out, boys. Peace. All right. Peace out, Taylor. All right.